The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC presents the Pismo Beach Today Show. If it's happening in Pismo Beach, it's on Pismo Beach Today. Now, here's your host, Anita Schauer. Oh my gosh, good afternoon. It is Sunday, January 15th, 2023. Here we go. And welcome to the Pismo Beach Today Show. My name is Anita Schauer, and I am your desired radio personality. Last week's special guest was Rhonda Cardinal of the Basin Street Regulars and also the director of the Jubilee Jazz by the Sea Spectacular event. Oh, my gosh. I think there's a little bit of that going on today, right after this show. And today, I want to be uh, very clear. I want you to know that I'm very happy to have Claudine Scolet here. And we're now going to have a little conversation about uh, Ukraine and see what's going on. So good afternoon, Claudine. Good afternoon, Anita. You know, Claudine, here we are 11 months into this Ukraine uh, war. And actually it started on February 24th, 2022. Do you, Correct. Yeah, do you anticipate or do you think this is going to go on for another year? I, I bet it's going to go on longer. The, the conflict is not, we, we don't see any resolution currently. The battles are raging, both sides, and nobody wants to, to stop, you know, unfortunately. The, I think we, we are in the middle of something a conflict uh, becoming harder and harder. And uh, a lot, a lot of people uh, are, have problems now and, and they are caught in this war. And it's it's very, very sad, Anita. I, I, I have no clue. I don't know when it's going to stop. But we have hope, always hope, you know, that the, the peace will come back one day, but we don't know when. The uh, experts say that when you give up hope, you simply give up. Yeah. No, we don't want to give up. No. Mm, yeah. And uh, the listeners always want to know, what about the children? How are the children faring 11 months into this war, watching their country come apart, watching Ukraine yeah. have so very little now, and that's not what they remember from their from their early childhood. Yes, unfortunately, you know, the children, all the population, they now they get, it's very sad to say, but they get used to the noise of the sirens and the bombing because it's constant. Uh, my friend uh, Vladimir Pilipenko, who lives in, uh, in Kiev, 
told me that, you know, the, it's nonstop. You don't know when the bombs are, are going, the shelling is, is going to, to touch you. And uh, I heard a lot, a lot of people are, are uh, traumatized, you know, by this, uh, by this world. And those who can escape when they are in a place where there is no bomb, no shelling, they are afraid of the silence because the silence is, is not something they, they are used to anymore. You know, no, they're not used to any peace and quiet at all, are they? Not at all, no. So are there are there grocery stores somewhere that people may go to? Yes, but uh, depends where you are. If you are in the region of uh, Kherson, you know, was liberated recently in the in the city of uh, Bakhmut. We saw this in the news today. There are fighting. I can tell you the groceries are empty, the shops are empty. People receive just humanitarian aid, humanitarian food. Now, is it food, the food isn't being dropped. Is the food coming in by train, truck, convoys? Yes, uh, but there is still a big need. But the the big need currently is uh, the heater. The heaters, because they don't have electricity, or some cities, they have uh, very limited uh, power. Uh, for example, in Kiev, they have powers for a few hours, and then they are with no electricity in the dark. And uh, so there is no water, no heater. This is a very serious situation. So Russia is going to starve out the people, have the people cold, have the people without electricity, scaring the children. There's no future in the mind of uh, the Russians. Yeah, it's uh, it's very sad because we it looks like it is a genocide. You know, they are yes. they are really attacking the the civil the the population, and it's not only fighting against the soldiers. They are they are bombing houses and school and hospitals. Yes, there were five hospitals bombed within days of each other. Yes, and they were children's hospitals. Oh yeah, yeah. Children, women, elderly people—those are, you know, in very, very scary situation. Yeah. Now, I did see an article and some pictures that the children had been drawing of what they're going through, and that really is an eye-opener, isn't it? Oh yes, it is. Yeah, and uh, you know, from here, from United States, it's really hard for us to imagine. I, I had a presentation recently at the Rotary Club in Oro Valley, uh, where I I moved recently, and uh, the people had no idea about the situation. And I I had the opportunity to connect with my friend Vladimir directly from uh, Kiev. And so we had a, a live meeting uh, on Zoom, and he told us about the situation, you know, and, and people were absolutely, they, they had no clue, they didn't know. And, and for him, he said, yes, we need your support. We need your continued support. Because we have they, given uh, financial support financial and, and also moral support, you know, uh, yeah. 
but uh, financial is important now to provide the the minimum you know to provide the generators uh, so they can get some power uh, to provide uh, blankets food water to continue and uh, you know that uh, i am a rotarian like yeah. like you are anita and we don't provide uh, arms or or guns you know we don't provide that but we we provide all the humanitarian supplies and uh, medication for the hospital and it's very difficult to know what they need exactly because of the lack of power we it's difficult you you call them but they don't answer right away very difficult to reach the head the doctors in uh, in the clinics and the hospital it's always helpful if you know someone but yes. you know, how would we know anyone there and if we want to ship something from uh, arizona or california how do we do that we we know some organization we partner with them uh, and um, and they send the supplies and in ukraine they deliver the supplies uh, we work through the Rotary clubs, through Rotarians, and we have also some people who just go with trucks and they deliver supplies. For example, uh, currently we have a, a man, uh, my friend Emory in uh, Washington DC. He went there with a team and, and he works with uh, Help Ukraine, which is a non-profit organization, and they deliver some supplies in the city of uh, Kharkiv and uh, Mykolaiv, uh, and he say what we do, we give them uh, some uh, generators so the people can get out of the house and of the building and uh, they go there to, to fill up, uh, to get some uh, food and also to charge their, their, um, their cell phone because this is the only way they have, you know, to communicate by cell phone. So refresh my memory and let the listeners know, what is the um, Rotary E-Club of One World doing regarding the cell phones over in Ukraine? Yes, we at the beginning of December, we, we decided to send to Ukraine some um, solar lamp and solar charger for uh, for cell phone. Those are developed, manufactured in uh, Santa Barbara. The company is called Light uh, United to Light, and uh, they manufacture those little lamps and uh, and charger solar, and they are very powerful. Uh, they are inexpensive for Rotarians. They sell this for. $40, you have one lamp and one solar charger for this price. And we ask the people to make donations through our Rotary Club and other clubs in our district. Uh, and uh, we collect money and we gather all this money. And at the end of the month, we are going to send, uh, to send the lamp and uh, charger in Ukraine. Probably we will send them in, in two different locations through our friends who are Rotarians in Ukraine. So is Kharkiv accessible to most people? It is accessible, yes. And uh, very recently, it's interesting because they, 
they told me, yes, Kharkiv is kind of, uh, um, I, I don't want to say quiet because they still receive some shell, shelling and, and bomb, but compared to Kiev, or our cities were really under attack, you know, they, 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 they are, they feel they are a little, a little safer. <laughs> but so you ladies, know, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Claudine Schoolay, and we're discussing how it is today in Ukraine. So we just touched upon the fact that uh, several of the Rotary Clubs, including the Rotary Club that we're in, which is the Rotary E-Club of One World, are selling a package to go to Ukraine, and it's $40 for a light and for a charger, solar charger for cell phones. And that will really, really help. And the company that's putting this together is in Santa Barbara, California. Correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that will help. And it, at some point, we'll give everyone a little link on how to make a donation for that. Yes. So, uh, I don't know how life goes on under those conditions. You must be nervous all the time. Uh, absolutely. Nervous all the time, ready to, to hide, you know, to go undercover. And some people don't even go undercover because they, they don't know where to go anymore, you know. Uh, Vladimir was telling me they, they bombed um, um, the building where his parents live. Fortunately, his parents' apartment was not touched, but other apartments were touched. So you, you never know. You don't know where, where they're going to attack. And they use drones. So drones, you know, they, they do a lot of damage, but uh, in a very precise location. So it can damage an apartment, and the apartment next door is not uh, Dutch. Are the churches still standing, or were they also bombed? Uh, they are, I don't know if they bomb uh, the building of the churches. I don't know about that, but I know the churches are very active, and, and the Orthodox Church, uh, which is the main uh, religion in Ukraine, mm -hmm. they are very active and are helping the people. 11 yeah. months is a very long time for this to be going on. Yeah. So in the beginning, did any anyone think that it would be almost a year? You Didn't know, we all I, think it was going to be over in three months? Yeah, I, I never I never had this thought myself. And the reason is because the conflict, the war really started in 2014. When uh, Russia inv in, uh, invaded the, the region, you know, next to Dnipro and all this area. So they are under occupation since 2014. So I, uh, I had, uh, you know, I had very little hope that this big conflict would, would end in a few months. Sincerely, I'm wondering. <laughs> uh, Claudine, when were you there last? I was there. Um, Last time it was in 2018. Yeah, in 2018, I, I was in uh, in Kiev and also the city of Bilatserkva, which is uh, one hour and a half south of Kiev. And uh, we had we were supposed to go in uh, in 2022, uh, the month of April. We had a trip plan 
And as you can imagine, <laughs> it was cancelled. Yeah, but we were supposed to go and visit a, a lot of uh, a lot of cities. Yeah. And, and was that a private trip or were you going with a group? No, I was going with Rotarians and it was a humanitarian trip. It was a to um, to implement you know and see because we had a project we have a project of global grant that our yeah. club is leading to provide wheelchairs for the kids in ukraine and uh, the global grant was accepted on may 2022 by a rotary international the foundation uh, we received the money and now i can tell you we have problems to implement this global grant because of the situation, the transportation, how are we going to send the wheelchairs in Ukraine, make sure the kids receive the wheelchairs. The rehabilitation center we were supposed to work with is uh, more or less uh, displaced. The people are not in the same city anymore. So it's really difficult but uh, we are we are working on it well that's hopeful yes yes now are people still leaving, are people still leaving ukraine by foot by vehicle by train and going to poland or has that stopped uh they say it had a stop but not completely because we still have some people who are leaving the country and we have other people who are coming back it's unbelievable, but they are coming back because they, they don't want to stay too long, you know, out of their country. But uh, what I know is uh, the men um, age um, 18 to 60, they cannot leave the country. They oh, are they yeah, they so are when, they go, when they go to, to the border, their, their papers are scrutinized to see what they're they, yeah. They need a special visa if they want to leave the country. For example, my, my friend Vladimir went to France one month ago and he had he had a visa, but he had to certify that he would come back, you know. Yeah. Wow. And because if, they, they don't let them leave the country. They are supposed to stay and defend the country. Oh yeah, they're the fighting force. Yeah. Now, when people, when the young men leave the country and come back, must they come back alone, or can they bring somebody back with them? Well, they can they can bring somebody back, uh, but uh, if they want to, but I don't know if a lot are are coming back. You know, it, and there's know. no building going on, right? Because they're still bombing. Yeah, in fact, what happened? There are buildings uh, who are standing up. But in those buildings, usually there are big buildings with uh, seven, nine uh, floors, and uh, some apartments are totally uh, burned out, but other apartments are still standing. So the people continue to live in those buildings. And I heard stories of uh, elderly people who can't go out because they live uh, seven or eight floor and the elevator don't don't work, don't function because there is no electricity, you know. So it's, uh, yeah, it's That's a very odd situation, yes. Mm -hmm. Now, most people live 
Most people can live with, the, as they say, bread and water. Are the bakeries still working in Ukraine? Uh, I think uh, people cook, you know, in, in the street. Yeah. When they receive the, the flour and they, they make their own bread. Yes, they cook. Mm -hmm. Gosh, that's wonderful, isn't it? So, yes, you yes. know, the, the ad that's going on television lately is that uh, Ukraine used to be the breadbasket of the world. Mm -hmm. That's so, correct. Well, you know, yes. what did Ukraine supply to the world? Well, they they supply the um, the grain, you know, the um, how do you call it? the wheat and and yeah. and they they are big suppliers, also big suppliers of sunflowers for the oil. A lot of uh, it's a very very rich um, country. I mean, the the herbs, you know, produce a lot. But I, also I also understand that Ukraine supplies a lot of supplies most of the fertilizer to the world. Uh, yes, and but you know, with with the war, everything is disrupted now. But uh, that's also a reason, probably, why uh, Russia wants absolutely to to regain, you know, this this country. Because what does, it's, what does it's Russia, what does Russia want from Ukraine? The land. Well, they, they want the land and they want the people, you know, to, to become a Russian. Yeah. Well, that's but, uh, unfortunately they have a, they have a big identity, you know, they they really identified as Ukrainian as an independent country. So this is very bad situation. Yeah, and they try in the occupied territory, they try to tell them, we, we're going to take care of you, we're going to give you an education, some food, some money, but uh, they, they don't want to. The Ukrainian people don't want that. Now, Ukraine has its own system of currency, correct? Yes. They don't mm -hmm. have the same currency as Russia. No, no, they don't. Yeah. No. no, nor the same. The currency isn't of the same value either, correct? No, no, it's different. Yeah, very different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you been yeah. able to? Uh, I know that you have. You're able to call into Ukraine, aren't you? You talk to some people there. Your oh, friend yes. Vladimir. And you know what? I I use uh, my cell phone. We communicate through WhatsApp. So WhatsApp, it's a, it's a good way, and uh, and also they like uh, um, they like to communicate with Viber. Viber, it's uh, an app like uh, WhatsApp, and all the country use Viber. Yeah. Oh, then we must really help them get cell phone chargers. Oh, absolutely, because this is the only way to communicate, you know, and especially in the countryside. The family communicates with the soldiers on the front. Their their son and husband who are on the front, they use their cell phone to communicate. And you know that the the Russian were attacked because uh, they used their cell phone uh, that was uh, around the new New Year. New York Eve, they use their cell phone. So uh, the Ukrainian army was able to locate them. 
and find out where they were exactly. Yeah. We want to thank Dr. Electric, Miss Etiquette, Diamond Jewelry and Loan, Jim Dritzes, Bruce Van Vork, the Comp Dental Group, Pismo Dice, Sierra Body Shop, a Royal Grandy Home and Garden, Doug McMillan, the Natural Toolbox, Couts' Chevron, Elizabeth Head Insurance Services, the Halcyon Store in Grover Beach, United Way of San Luis Obispo County, and Splash Cafe. Do you think romance is still brewing in Ukraine? Romance? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. You know, life is continuing. And I have a, a good example. Uh, one uh, Rotarian, John uh, Housefor, went to Ukraine uh, about three weeks ago, and he asked a Ukrainian lady to marry him. And now he's oh. yeah, and now he's looking for her, you know, to get out of the country and come to live with him in the in United States. Well, that yeah. must not be that must not be easy. No, no, not at all. Because he, he was asking me, do you know any lawyer on immigration to help me, you know, with all the paperwork? Yeah. But uh, it, it should not be a big problem for her, for this lady, because she's she's marrying uh, a man you know so she she's not just emigrating you know by herself so it should be a little easier Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to claudine schooley and we're having our discussion about ukraine so when the weather changes and it becomes springtime in ukraine are there flowers blooming? Oh, yes, everywhere. Flowers. It's a very beautiful country. And I remember going there on uh, May, the month of May, it was cover of cherries. They had the cherries trees and oh, that was wonderful. It's a, a very rich country. Mm, yeah. The soil is very rich. Very rich, very green, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful country, but Unfortunately, now I, I cannot imagine, you know, how it looks with uh, all those uh, bombs and uh, and mines and yeah. Oh, the mines too, is, yeah. Oh yeah, they have uh, mines in the south of the country. This is a big big problem. They have to remove those mines, and we have a, a global grant. Rotary, I, I know, has a global grant to provide money to remove some of those mines in the city of um, Mykolaiv, which is uh, closer from Odessa. Oh, yes. that's a very popular area of Ukraine. Yes, and Odessa was um, a station, you know, for summer, the people would go on vacation in Odessa. It's, uh, I never been to Odessa, but they say it's beautiful. Now, does yeah. Odessa have a seaside area? Yes. It's not inland, it's on the sea, correct? Yes, it's on the sea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, must be and very this is this is where they used to ship, you know, a lot of containers to Ukraine. But now it's with the war, you know, and then the Russian war in, uh, in, in this area, it's, it's very, very difficult to ship a container. And most of the time, now they go through Romania or through Poland, but they don't go directly through Odessa. We're going to, Claudine, we're going to take a short break and then we're going to continue this.
conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pismo Beach Today Show. And we'll be right back. Thank you. This is the Pismo Beach Today Show on News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC. Stay tuned for more with your host, Anita Shower next. to the Pismo Beach Today Show on News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC. Here's your host, Anita Shower. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for staying with us. This is the Pismo Beach Today Show. I am Anita Shower, and our guest today is Claudine Schule, and we're discussing current events with Ukraine and we were just talking about in the springtime in Ukraine, there are flowers, mm-hmm. even in the midst of all this turmoil. Oh, yes. Beautiful flowers. Yeah. Wow. And, and they are looking for war to spring, you know, because it's cold now. Now they have snow and, and the temperature is really low. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's, and the same with Russia. I mean, that whole, that yeah. whole area is now in winter. Very yes. cold winter. The temperatures, they say, currently is about one degree Fahrenheit. It's oh. uh, zero, you know, zero degree Fahrenheit. Very cold. Yeah. Well, I believe that Russia feels that Russia can freeze out Ukraine, freeze out the people. Of course, that includes the children. Yeah. A different, yeah, you know. a different way to look at living, isn't it? Yes, and uh, people are very resilient. It's amazing how resilient they are. Like I say, they use what they have. If they have uh, wood, they will make a little fire and cook, you know, and uh, yeah. Is there still some singing going on? I, um, well, in Ukraine, uh, I don't know <laughs> for sure, but uh, I know some artists, Ukrainian artists, are going out of the country and they organize uh, some um, some bigger show and uh, to collect some money. I know they have uh, they have show. Yeah. So speaking of money, would you give us the email address if we want to donate through? the Rotary E-Club of One World. How do we do that, please? Yes, you you can go on the on our website. Our website is uh, the Rotary uh, E-Club of One World dot org. And, uh, and you have a direct link, you know, to give money to Ukraine. Donation button, yes. And then how does that money get transferred there? People will want to know that. And uh, so it depends what you want to do. Because if you want to help, for example, if you want to help uh, buying uh, a generator, 
you can give money to to one club uh, i i depends what club uh, is doing that now we send the money to other club in ukraine and they buy a generator uh, last week um, in uh, in kiev the rotary club of uh, kiev balzac they collected some money they collected $25,000 to buy a generator for an hospital next to kiev um, you need to know that the generators are expensive usually uh, it's a big amount of money a lot of people are disappointed because they think you know if they give uh, one thousand dollar they can buy a generator but unfortunately the good one uh, are expensive so the person who wants to give a thousand dollars all that person has to do is find 24 more people who will give a thousand dollars it would be great absolutely you know it would be great and this way you can buy a generator in ukraine because they have some in ukraine you can buy some and if you cannot find it in ukraine uh, we have also some contacts in uh, in poland and in romania also so what is what russia's association today with poland does russia tread lightly uh, with poland no they are not associated with poland but they are you know they are associated with belarus because oh, yeah. belarus uh, is a strong supporter of, uh, of russia uh, but no they have no association with poland or romania or lithuania those countries are all uh, independent from russia and belarus is not very large is it no, no, but I know that the Russian have a lot of troops. They send troops over there. So because you're getting closer then to Ukraine when you do that. Yes. Oh, yes. They are at the border. You know, uh, to attack uh, to attack Kiev, Belarus is a very good location because it's not far. You know. Yeah. And are they a war country? I mean, they like war. They go to war. Well, I. Uh, I don't think so, but you know they are uh, they are with Ukraine. So if uh, if uh, Putin say uh, you need to go to war, I mean they can, yeah, they will go for sure because they are working together. So do you think Putin will ever come to the United States to address the Congress? Well, uh, you know that uh, the president. Yeah. Uh, came with his wife right before Christmas, I think, uh, the month of December. They mm -hmm. came and uh, and they met uh, Mr. Biden, uh, the president, and they uh, they got the assurance that Mr. Biden told them that they are going to help. They are continue. The United States uh, is going to continue to help Ukraine, uh, but again, the help is uh, limited because uh, you need to know that uh, Biden doesn't want a direct conflict with uh, Russia. Uh, they don't want to declare a guerre, the, the war with Russia. So the, the help is uh, limited and it's the same with uh, all the other European countries. They help Ukraine, but on a, a limited way also. For example, I heard that um, um, 
the the harm they use to to prevent the the missiles you know and uh, yes. they are especially redesigned for ukraine so they don't have the they don't have they are not so powerful like uh, like the regular one it's uh, very interesting to me you know it's just <laughs> It's to show power, that's all. Yes, yes, exactly. It's a, people have really to understand struggle, that struggle with power. Uh, people have to understand that that Russia is important to the economy of the world. Yeah, absolutely, it's Russia is a big country. Yeah, it's uh, we we need to be careful of what we do, right? Correct. Every yeah. time Putin says he's backing off, he simply attacks another part of Ukraine. Yes. Yeah. We cannot... have to. You always have to be on your toes for that. Yeah. Yes. But you know, the Ukrainian people, they know that. They don't believe Putin anymore. <laughs> they know. But uh, it's interesting because at the beginning of the war, nobody uh, believes that the war will, will go on that uh, Putin would invade Ukraine. So Ukrainians were very surprised. Wow. I, I remember, that, yeah. Does Ukraine have a good water supply right now? Well, they, um, they have uh, water supplies, but the problem is they need to treat the water, you know, and when they have no electricity, it's... Uh, I don't know the pumps, the turbine don't work. I I don't know how how it can work. It's uh, yeah. Well, I don't I know. know. Is, is water being shipped into Ukraine in those familiar little plastic bottles? Oh yes, there oh. is. Uh, yeah, there is plastic bottle. Yeah, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere in the world. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's not good for the environment, but. Uh, yeah. That's the only way we know right now to get the water over there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, is there any is there any group that it would like to take some of the children from Ukraine and bring them to the United States? Um, yes, we have um, to the United States. Probably not because it's you know it's a little far away. It's quite so far. If you come if you come to the United States, it's really because you want to immigrate you you don't have the intention to go back in in a few months the people who have the intention to go back in a few months they try to stay not too far away from ukraine but uh, if you go to america to united states uh, it's it's another story i would say and most of the people who come here they, they come to stay and tell me about in Ukraine, are there still cattle grazing? Are there still places where people can get fresh meat if they can get that far through Ukraine? Uh, I don't know if they have a lot of cattle currently, probably some, but you know, when you have the, the mines in the land, uh, I uh, I don't know if they have a lot of cattle. I uh, I have doubts about that. So did the Russians put those plant those mines and when did they do that? Well, when uh, when they uh, they go they invade the country they put the mines. When uh, they left uh, 
Kherson, the city of Kherson, there was a lot of mines in the city, you know. Well, then you can't, uh, the object of doing that, the object of doing that is so that you can't transverse the country. You can't go yeah, anywhere. Exactly. So they can, they, uh, people need to be very careful where they go, you know. And uh, yeah, and we heard a lot of story of soldiers who, who got killed, you know, by mines. Yeah. Are the other countries, including the United States, sending doctors over there to help? Uh, we have uh, usually it's through the big organization, you know, Doctor Without Borders, Correct. those big organization, the Red Cross. They are they are there and uh, and they do some work in Ukraine, but we don't know. It's hard to tell to know exactly you know where they are and what they are doing because, uh, for example, my friend Emery who send um, some teams in um, in Kherson recently, he say he didn't see the Red Cross in this area because those are very dangerous areas. So. They, they want to protect their their worker, you know, they don't send them in the most risky place. But I know they partner with the other NGOs in the country also. They try to work together. The uh, Ukrainians who are in Poland, who are coming back into their country, are they coming back into where they used to live or are they coming into Ukraine in yes. different, different areas that are safer? No, they are coming back to their city, their villages. And when they come back, they see that everything has been destroyed, you know. It's, uh, yeah, it's a very heartbreaking situation. But there's still, there's still the will of the Ukrainian to keep going. Yes. So they yeah. come back with whatever they had in whatever they took out into Poland, they're bringing all that back, including their pets, including their yes. dogs, because once in a while, we see those photos in the newspaper. Yes, you saw them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, they most of the time, they, they don't have much uh, left. Yeah, they, they left with nothing, and they come back uh, with nothing. I mean, well, they come back with nothing, but they realize they now have to put their village back together. So whatever mm -hmm. you were capable of doing and you were doing in your village before the war, whether you mm -hmm. were fixing shoes, whether you were yeah. repairing clothing, whether you were baking the bread, all of that hopefully is going to start up again. Oh, yes. And uh, I can tell you that uh, construction work uh, are going on and they, the priority is uh, the street, the road. They, they rebuild the road to let the army, you know, uh, to go through and also the supplies. They are yeah. building the, the bridges and the roads in priority, even before they rebuild the building, the, the house of the people. So is the United yeah. States sending or asking John Deere company to send their John Deere tractors there? Is that what they're doing? Mm, no, not, not currently, no. I think they are they are waiting for uh, probably a more resolution resolution on the conflict to to send their people over there probably 
what the Ukraine, Ukrainian people understand now is that that infrastructure has to be put back in place. Yes. Because you have to be able to walk. We're not asking, you know, what happened to all the cars that were that were in Ukraine? They were all blown well, up, correct? Yes. Most of them are, yes, blown up and uh, people use uh, public transportation. And, because the uh, train is still working, correct? The trains are still working. Same thing, sometimes they bomb, you know, the, the rail uh, road and, and they rebuild and, and the trains are working. Yeah. Isn't that a good thing? It is. It is amazing because I, I was, uh, myself, I was shocked because I said, well, if they bomb the train, you know, they have no way to, to move, to, to bring the supplies, but uh, most of the trains are functioning, but it, it takes a long time. If you want to take the train, you you need to be ready to to travel for two days, maybe maybe three days, it takes a long, long time. I have one of my friends who is currently uh, going back to Ukraine because she has a ministry over there she works um, in Villa Serkva and she's going back on the 19th. So she's going to fly through Poland. And then from Poland, she's going to travel by car through the border and then by train to Villa Serkva. And she says it's going to take me probably three days to travel. The uh, gas stations are still intact. The gas stations have not been blown up. Yes, they have gas station, but uh, I heard that the price of the gas is very expensive, and they they really use use it, you know, for to transport the the supplies and medication and priority. Yeah, I would imagine that Russia feels it would be not in their favor to blow up the trains because when they feel when they get into Ukraine, finally, they're going to need the trains to transport what they need to transport. Yes. So yes. you're not going to touch that system. Hopefully not. Hopefully. Yeah. Correct. It's got, that has to stay in place. And what about air travel between all those countries, Russia, Ukraine, no, there is no more, the traffic is totally interrupt. No more airports are open in Ukraine. Nothing. The only way to travel is by train or by, by car or truck. Yeah. Trucks are important. Yes, trucks. And tires are important. What do they do about tires? Is there a tire factory that hasn't been touched? Probably they continue to, to provide uh, tires because, you know, they continue to work. Even if they cannot work the all uh, day, you know, they work when they have electricity, when they have a few hours a day, but they continue. Because they want to keep the economy going on, you know, it's not easy, but they, they continue to work. Yes. And then, is there a mail service that continues to pack? Well, to packages obviously go into Ukraine, but does Ukraine normally have a daily mail service that they no longer uh, have? Yes, but it's probably interrupted now. Probably, I, I doubt they have a they have a regular mail currently. 
There well, is by, by, by train, but uh, yeah. You're listening to Claudine Schoolay, and we're having a conversation about Ukraine. Claudine, could you give the listeners your email address in case they want to get in touch with you? Yes, sure. How do I, I do that? I, uh... Tell us what your email address is. Oh, okay. It's uh, C D Schooly, only one word, at outlook.com. Okay. And you are now here in the United States. Are you in Phoenix? Uh, I am in uh, next to Tucson. Oh, next to Valley. Tucson. Yes. Tucson. Like it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I moved uh, in summer and I, I love it. Oh, <laughs> but I am great. part of uh, the Rotary Club of uh, One World, which is in uh, in uh, located in, in District uh, 5240. 5240. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We have a yeah. we have a, a good club. Uh, what good is uh, what is Ukraine know, known for when it comes to food? What is the Ukrainian dish we should all learn to make? Uh, they have the borsha, borsha, uh, which is a kind of soup. Yeah. They uh, they use a, a lot of um, um, how do you cabbage? You know, cabbage, potato. They, uh, they love, uh, they have a lot of uh, dishes with cabbage. All, also some um, lard, you know, the yeah. um, heavy, <laughs> heavy stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Ukraine food is very similar to what they eat in Russia because Russia eats borscht, right? Yes, Meat, yes. Which is yeah. a soup. It's a kind of soup, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's in and, uh, Russian. Uh, and vodka, you know, they, they drink vodka. <laughs> with yeah, the, no, the whole area drinks vodka. <laughs> oh, yes. And, uh, and it keeps them uh, warm, <laughs> the vodka. If you hear that, ladies and gentlemen, that vodka will keep you warm. And you heard, <laughs> you heard that from Claudine. Yes, this is what they say. <laughs> my my friend uh, Vladimir told me uh, I'm not going to get the COVID because I drink a lot of vodka. <laughs> That's <laughs> so do you, uh, we talked earlier about how long you think this war is going to continue. It, it's not when somebody finally gives up it's when there's no more to rescue yeah i don't know uh, we, we we just keep the hope you know that the peace will come back but uh, unfortunately you know nobody wants to let it go well we're going to see if we can help by encouraging people to go to the rotary website and uh, yes they're going to buy chargers for cell phones mm -hmm. and uh, the solar chargers. And also, was it a light? Yes, a lamp, a little lamp. A little lamp, mm -hmm. which I believe that Rotary did that several years ago for another country. Yes. Oh, they, they did uh, deliver a lot of lamps in Africa, in the African country. You know, yeah, the kids right. use this for, uh, to do their homework. Yeah, it's very that's, that's still important right now, even though there's no school to go to. They're still going to school when yes. they're right. Yeah, they are. I mean, they are continuing. And even the Rotarians, they continue to, to meet, you know. Difficult, but they continue to meet. With with Yes. It's um difficult. Mm -hmm. 
We want to thank Dr. Electric, Miss Etiquette, Diamond Jewelry and Loan, Jim Dritzis, Bruce Van Vork, the Cop Dental Group, Pismo Dice with Pat McCann, Sierra Body Shop, Royal Grandy Home and Garden, Doug McMillan, The Natural Toolbox with Roxy Buchanan, Kautz's Chevron, Elizabeth Head Insurance Services, The Halcyon Store in Grover Beach, The United Way of San Luis Obispo County, and Splash Cafe. There's not, no way that clothing can be sent to Ukraine. Is there jeans, sweatshirts, uh, tenant running shoes? Is any of that needed? Well, or is it money? Not really. I think currently they are they are sending the warm clothes. You know, the long uh, underpants and uh, warm uh, jacket, warm, very warm clothes because this is more needed. And blankets also, I know they are delivering a lot of blankets, yeah. So how do we send that to Ukraine? Do we call, do we call um, DHL, do we call UPS and say, are you accepting? No, no because uh, it doesn't work this way. Uh, you know, I tried uh, to send some black blanket in, uh, in the country of Serbia recently, and it was extremely expensive to go through their shell. So uh, I said, forget about it. I took the blanket with me when I went. And and this is how it works. You know, the people, when they deliver some supplies in the truck, they put the blanket, they put, uh, so all the organization, they use the trucks and the train uh, to deliver the blankets and everything. And um, also we, um, uh, I work personally with uh, Rotary because uh, I am the, the president of the Intercountry Committee, Ukraine, USA. So it means we have contact directly with our friends in Ukraine. Uh, and we have a, a lot of uh, Rotary districts in the US. We have 13 of them who participate in, in this group. So we know what is going on. And when, uh, for example, in Washington DC, someone told us, oh, we, we are sending the medication for free because we are working with this nonprofit organization, which is in our area, and they take you know, all the delivery for free. So we, we have address, you know, addresses and companies we can work with. I know uh, the light, um, United to Light, to deliver the lamp, they work with three different uh, companies, non, non-profit organizations. And they help. Yes. Mm -hmm. So. Well, that works beautifully then. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, you have this meeting with the ICC every yes. month? Intercountry committee. We yeah. we meet every month, and we have uh, every time we have presentation from uh, most of the time from uh, Ukrainian people, Ukrainian Rotarian, and they tell us about their project in Ukraine, what they need, their urgent need. So, for example, we need that. Uh, we know they need a generator. Uh, for an hospital in this city, and and we try to, to 
to fulfill this requirement, you know, we try to provide. Yeah. And, and until I now, I, I would say until the uh, end of November, we used the Rotary Disaster Grants. Yes. And uh, we were able, through the Rotary Disaster Grants, to, uh, to provide a, a lot of supplies. Uh, but now, unfortunately, this money is, is gone uh, and uh, Rotary doesn't give any disaster grant anymore. So now we are turning toward global grants. And Claudine Schoolet, a pleasure having you with us. Thank you so very much. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We will touch bases next week. And goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to the Fismo Beach Today Show with Anita Shower on News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC. For comments, questions, and to hear this broadcast in its entirety, find the podcast at 920kvec.com. The 920KVEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920KVEC.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.